You're listening to the Concord Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined as always by Taylor and Noah, and we are the pastors of Concord Baptist Church. All right, well, welcome back to the Concord Podcast. I am joined remotely because we're being extra safe given the uh, recent rise in COVID uh, by Noah and Taylor. Uh, you may be here because you got a flock note saying that there were some announcements at the front end of the podcast. Uh, and so we're going to go into that first, but stick around. Uh, if you haven't been watching the podcast, uh, it's every two weeks we, we post one of these really just to try to be an encouragement. Sometimes they're serious, sometimes they're not. This week is one where it's definitely not. We had a little debate about Thanksgiving food uh, a week ago, and uh, we're going to have a similar debate about Christmas, um, which Christmas movies are best and why, what's the best snack, worst decoration to have to set up, uh, and worst Christmas song. So if you want to see both the holly jolly side of your church staff as well as the bah humbug Grinch side, you're going to want to stick around. But as far as announcements go, we wanted to let you know uh, about two things. Uh, Taylor's going to tell you about the first one. I'm going to tell you about the second one. So Taylor, tell us what's going on on December 12th and 13th. Yeah, we're really excited to, uh, to, to have an event to offer to everybody free of charge. Uh, I, I, we don't have an exact name for it yet. Uh, one thing that we're kind of tossing around is, is something to the effect of Concord's Christmas in color. Uh, we're going to have a 20 to 25 minute light show and um, it'll be outside. It'll be pretty much a, a drive-in thing. You get in your car, you pull into the front of the parking lot from the sanctuary and uh, you, you may be asking, well, how are you going to do that? Well, the front of the church is going to be your uh, projection screen. We're going to uh, use a, a high-powered projector and, and project a, a video image and, and several intense lights onto the front of it, and you will be able to tune in to all of that in a, at a given radio station that we'll tell you about later on and uh, be able to enjoy it both warm and dry and with your family and socially distant. And uh, so we're really excited to be offering that on the 12th and the 13th as well. So that's going to be after dark on the 12th and 13th? Yes, it, it'll be at the earliest, it could be at six o'clock. And so we'll, we'll set a time uh, before Sunday and we'll, we'll let everyone know. Great. And uh, you said this is going to be similar to if you've been to Disney, the kind of the light show and the projection on the Magic Kingdom Castle. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, we will take up every square inch of the front of the church um, uh, construction figure uh, from the from the pointed pitched roof all the way to the columns and the steps and uh, it will all take uh, all take uh, place as a projection screen just like the Cinderella's castle at Magic Kingdom. That's awesome our praise team is going to be a part of that uh, with uh, some music that they've recorded um, which is going to be a message from us a little bit about the birth narrative of Christ so you're going to want to join us for that but we're really excited that's December 12th and 13th. So that's announcement one. Announcement two uh, is just please be sure uh, either to be here this Sunday or to tune into the service this Sunday. We recognize we've got a, a good number of questions from um, you guys as, a, as our church family asking, hey, uh, we're seeing the news, we're looking at the COVID numbers and some of the stuff that's going on. You know, are we paying attention to that? And the answer is yes, we, we're very much paying attention to that. Um, our, our plans right now have not changed and we're still uh, masks are still required for services, and we're still um, keeping keeping everybody safe. 
safe that way. Uh, but we do, we are going to take some time uh, during the, this week's service uh, just to kind of talk as a church family about where, where the situation around us is at, uh, what we're paying attention to. And we haven't, we haven't done this a whole bunch in service, but obviously the, if you've been following what's going on, the numbers are pretty significant right now. So we're just going to talk about what we are looking at as church leadership, uh, what the staff, what the deacons have been looking at, uh, just to kind of make sure you know how we're making decisions. Um, and so that's going to be coming up. Uh, this Sunday morning, you're going to want to be here or tune in online for the service. So with that said, that was the announcement portion. Let's get to the fun stuff. Um, every Christmas season, TV shows uh, and movies are a big deal. Um, many families in our church tune into the Hallmark Channel. Um, many of our wives are, are big fans of the Hallmark Channel. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a time of year that we really grieve uh, in Amaya's household um, because sports don't, don't get the primary place on the TV. Yeah. Uh, we have to watch the same plot line uh, on the Hallmark Channel just with different actors. And if you were wondering how I feel about Hallmark movies, there's a little bit of it. But let's, let's have a conversation about the best Christmas movie, obviously, um, because we are pastors and we have been ordained. Clearly, this is the Lord's opinion. Uh, that we're going to espouse here. And so if you disagree with us, um, well, I'll just leave it there. But uh, this is, this is uh, we're, we're not Catholic, so this is not papal infallibility. We're not speaking infallibly, but it's, it's pretty close. So uh, we'll just go around the horn, starting with Noah. Noah, what is the best Christmas movie of all time and why? So I have a very abnormal take on this. I don't typically hear other people who share this opinion Growing up, the only Christmas movie we watched a ton of Christmas movies. Like, yeah, the the TV shows do the like thirty one days of Christmas where they play one. We did that just with DVDs at the house. Um, my mom loves Christmas. My family has always loved Christmas. I always liked the claymation Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer movie the most. Good stuff. Um, just because it wasn't all the other ones and no one else in my house really liked watching it, which meant we didn't watch it a whole lot. But that nice. is my go-to like favorite Christmas movie. Also, Claymation is just really cool and impressive. Awesome. Good stuff, <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember, Noah, do you remember the one with the, was it, was it Rudolph that had the Toy Meister or the? Yeah. Was yeah. it was that Rudolph? Yeah, he was always impressive, like how they made an evil figure out of. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I would say that the it has to be, and it's backed by history. A Christmas Carol has to be the best Christmas movie out there. It is. I mean, it. it, it is there a version of it, like animated, Jim Carrey? Well, the plot line's the same. I like them all. Uh, being a history guy, I like uh, I like the original one, uh, okay. set in that time frame as being black and white and English accents. And I, I, I just think it's uh, a long way. They've made some modern improvements to certain renditions, but however, you know, it's a it's a it's a good feel good story because he gets a chance to do it over again and he buys the turkey and gives the presents and you know it just it, it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy and if you watch it like my wife it gives you a chance to take a nap because she can't stand the thing however it's my favorite well i mean there's many more years of marriage ahead of you for for sanctification so that's good uh, i'm a i'm a little bit more of a classical person home alone is is about as good as it gets uh, one you know, or two? 
for me. They're close. One is probably the best, but two is not bad. Um, three is, uh, is should, should have never been made. Uh, so that's up there. Um, Elf is pretty good. I, I, I'm more, you know, like a lot of things in life, I'm defined by what I think are the worst. Um, and so It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street are, oh, no. are both um both struggles for me um you know they uh, i know that they're classics i know that lots of people love them but they do put me to sleep uh so yeah that's that's where i'm at on the movies um uh i know a lot of people think die hard is a christmas movie I, I, i'm agnostic along those lines but um well hold on so die hard die hard is not a christmas movie because why I'm not exactly sure, but I, I, every time every time a discussion about Christmas movie movies comes up, someone says, "Well, Die Hard is the best Christmas movie," and I'm always in the dark as to why. Well, see, I was thinking that would come up because you said Home Alone, but I typically don't really remember the Christmas side of Home Alone when I think of that movie. I just remember Kevin and burglars and shenanigans. You're right; it really is just the ending, like, like the ribbon on the end of the movie. Christmas. I mean, that's it. Well, it takes place at Christmas time. He always gets abandoned at Christmas, which is a wonderful sentiment to show our children. You know, it was made as a children's movie. So like, Merry Christmas, your family's going to abandon you seems to be the, the message. Um, and then you go into the Boy Scout side of things of you need to be prepared. So um, that's yeah, good. I'm not, I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I never found Marv all that scary anyways. Um, Joey Pesci, on the other hand, is just a you know, a terrible yeah. human being. But let's move on from the movies uh, to to the, the hotly contested area of Christmas snacks. Uh, one of the, the <clears throat> joys of working in the church is that uh, that oftentimes people people bring food by. And, you know, because we're Baptists, there are very few, very few poor cooks in a Baptist church. And so uh, we end up having to be, you know, rolled through doorways by the end of the Christmas yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, recently we had, some, we had somebody bring a spectacular apple upside down cake. And just prime example number one of how fortunate we are to be. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Career. So let's talk about best Christmas snacks uh, that you have had. Uh, we, we've done the Thanksgiving meal food, so we're going to stay away from like banquet food. But yeah, best, best thing to snack on at Christmas. Uh, Noah, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, I typically don't go for homemade snacks, given that I just, I don't cook. Elena is, uh, she likes to bake, but that kind of just started this year. And mm -hmm. so homemade Christmas snacks are not what comes to mind. Every year at Christmas time, it is time for me to pick up Little Debbie's Christmas snack cakes from the store. Hey, praise. Uh, the, the, they're made of the same ingredients as the non-Christmas snack cakes. But they're different. But they're better. Yeah. The Christmas tree shaped brownies with the green frosting on top. That's the best go-to. Yes. That's, that's a perfectly respectable answer. Uh, it's hard to find fault uh, with, with what you've said. But Taylor, what, what about you? And Noah, to take that point a little further, there is very little that can compare to the satisfaction of that first bite of the top of the tree. Mm. Like if, the, you know, sometimes the top of the tree will fall off in the package and it's not, I feel like the, it's a little less of a satisfying right. experience. And if anyone in the other direction, you're yes. a monster. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. So people who eat from the trunk up, you know, just are doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I got to say, my family's always made Christmas cookies, um, like sugar cookies, and we just, we frost them, that kind of thing. So I have, I have a, I have a soft spot for the Christmas cookie. Uh, and 
recently in the last few years, I've had a, I've had a real hankering or hankering, but uh, an enjoyment for the Christmas fudge because, you know, you don't often see fudge brought out unless it's Christmas. And I don't know why that's inappropriate every year, every month, all year round dessert fudge. It's true. That's a good point. Yeah. These are things that we should meditate on and ponder in our hearts. Um, I, I find myself given your answer so far, just inclined to be, abnormally um, conciliatory. I, 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 don't, I don't have any disagreement. I mean, I, I'm equal opportunity Christmas snack person. Uh, my mom does make the, uh, the best Christmas snack. It is a slight step up from little Debbie. Everybody loves Girl Scout Thin Mint cookies. But my yeah. mom makes this um, these particular type of cookies that have uh, Andy's mints melted in the top of them and then hardened. And I mean, you can just, you can eat 14 before you know you've eaten any, but they are, I mean, it's. It's one of those you walk in the room and smell them before you yes, see them. Ab- yeah. Whole house. Yeah. Whole nine yards. It's like a brownie kind of cookie, mm. uh, like a dark chocolate brownie with Andy's mint on top. Um, yeah. They're, they're spectacular. Uh, and so um, yeah, and also a little bit, a little bit of like um, uh, edginess to them because uh, when my mom, when we were younger, she used to make cream de mint brownies. Uh, and you have to buy cream to mint at the liquor store. And so there's always a, a competition because I grew up Baptist, you know, and my mom and her best friend would, uh, would take turns uh, every Christmas yeah. going to buy the bottle of cream to mint so that they could both driving to it. Florence. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of like illicitness to the, uh, to the, uh, the dessert, but then she moved to Andy's mints and you can get them anywhere. So um, that was, that was always a good time. Um, but yeah, so that's, that covers the food and that's been the best of, we covered Christmas movies and snacks, but we need to talk about the things that plague us, that drag us down, that steal our joy, things that don't spark joy uh, at Christmas. So uh, I do need to know um, what the worst Christmas song is. We all have those pieces of music that come on the radio or, or come on, you know, the playlist and it's just a knee jerk reaction. You want to throw, um, you know, a significant piece yeah. of Christmas decorations through your speaker. Uh, what is that song for you, Noah? So that song for me, I don't, I don't know who sings it. Um, it's one of the few Christmas songs that are just super low bass notes, put you to sleep while you're driving down the road. The I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Yeah. 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 That, that one, uh, is I'm never in the right Christmas mood for a slow kind of depressing melody. It is the melatonin of Christmas songs. It does. It brings no excitement. It's just. But it is a peaceful song. You know, his, his, his uh, voice has been described as like drinking a warm glass of milk. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I can see that. I'm partial to the song, but I understand why you don't like it. Taylor, what about you? Mine is, um, yeah, it always strikes me odd or interesting, I guess is the better term. It's interesting how many people always go to a different song at Christmas. Like we all may like the same music, but when it comes to a Christmas song, everybody has strong feelings. True. Um, but the, I don't know if it is, I think it's called the, the Christ family, C-R-I-S-T. Uh, I think they were the originators of this song, but it like, it's old timey. I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. They spell out jingle. Uh, As if we need help. Yeah, it's spelling terrible. Jingle. 
It's terrible. Um, and if you want a more current one, anything that those stupid chipmunks sing, <laughs> I, I can't handle it. Like, you want a hula hoop? I'm happy for you. Like, come on. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, so artist to hate. <laughs> Alvin, one that doesn't actually exist in real life is a good, good way to go. You won't offend anyone. Uh, mine, mine is, I, I do have two uh, similarly to Taylor. Uh, the first is Santa baby. I just, it, I don't care who's singing it. Uh, it's, it's just a horrible song and should yeah. be, uh, should be burned. Uh, back in the, I think it was the seventies, um, the White Sox did a, a, a burn a disco promotional night where people brought their, um, brought their disco uh, records and they were going to have a, a, a barrel burning of the disco records, I believe during the seventh inning. Uh, the game actually had to be shut down. It may have been before the game and the game ever, never actually got played, but it was a promotion um, and people ended up throwing stuff on the field and there's a big fire and it was just absolute chaos. You can look it up on YouTube, but I feel like that would have been a more appropriate promotion if it were just recordings of Santa baby, uh, because that that's what needs to happen. And the other one is just Christmas shoes. Yeah. I mean, like that's the song that no one wants to say should not be played at Christmas because it's so sentimental, but I mean, depressing song. of Christmas. And for all of you that are listening right now, at some point in the next week to two weeks, each one of these hated songs will be played from another's office as a shout out to the one coming in into the building. Like it's, it will. That's true. I, I work with the world. music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, Christmas shoes, like no one's car ride to see grandma or mom and dad has ever been made better by. Sir, I want to buy these shoes. Yeah, no, it just needs to, it needs to stop. And, uh, and I'm willing to step out on a limb and stand, stand on, you know, my convictions and say that. How do you guys feel about the uh, the Dominic the Donkey? Dominic the Donkey? Oh, it comes on the radio every year. Dominic mm -hmm. the Donkey. He delivers the presents in Italy because Santa's reindeer can't climb the hills. I've never heard of such. Well, you need to listen to it because many children like it. <laughs> I... <laughs> Dominic the Donkey. Oh man, that's a, that's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah, uh, we'll have to look that up. Uh, reserve judgment for a later date. Dominic the donkey. All right, I just said it exists. Thank you for broadening our horizons, Noah. All right, last one. Um, because we're all um, men and uh, and have wonderful wives that we would gladly lay down our lives for, but have to draw the line at certain Christmas decorations. What are the, uh, the Christmas decorations that test your sanctification the most? Uh, it may be one that you own specifically, or maybe just a general category, um, but there is, there's always one in every family. Noah, what is the one that, that you have a hard time with? So the one that I hate to put up the most Though it is my favorite, like once it's done, how it looks, um, the outside lights on the house, mm. just because it is such a tedious process of wrapping and tacking it up and wrapping it some more and plugging in strands to see if they work. I mean, what should be like a 30-minute ordeal becomes an all-day affair of going to buy strands that were broken and 
And if you're anything like Grizz was, see if it even it's all right. day. Yeah. yeah. But it's worth it at the end of the night when you plug it in and your whole yard lights up. Yeah. My, my dad taught me everything I know about exterior illumination and, uh, it, uh, it is a struggle. I, I will admit, I've not even had to hang from a gutter like Clark Griswold. And uh, yeah. yeah, good deal. Taylor. Um, I don't know that I necessarily just have a, a this is like the most curmudgeon thing you'll hear, but my least favorite is whatever is new that season because we don't throw anything out. We just add to the collection. And so whatever is new, I know I have to find more room for. That's true. Um, you find yourself buying a bigger house every two or three years. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can all, I only have so many empty bags that I can just put stuff in. Now has your wife seen the 30 foot tall Santas and Frosties they have at stores now? I don't know, but. Hold on. I'll text. That's, that's fine. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. Y'all do know for the uh, offer tour this week, we're doing Christmas shoes medley into uh, white Christmas. See, this is what happens. You try to help someone out and they just throw it in your face. That's right. Well, for me, um, the, the particular decoration that I struggle with is, um, uh, it's new this year, uh, is the Christmas tree. Previously, um, we, we had uh, the ceiling in our, our garage at our last house was, you know, what I would consider to be a normal person ceiling. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the ladder that goes up into our garage um, attic space in the current house is, I think it's 47 and a half feet tall. Um, it feels like that. And uh, we had to get a new Christmas tree uh, last year because the lights went out on ours. And uh, so I got a new one uh, and it's made out of solid lead. And that thing tries to kill me as I'm trying to back down the ladder uh, my two-year-old son was worse than useless in helping get it down. I tried to, you know, trying to give him responsibility and help form him as a man and uh, tried to uh, send him up, um, you know, just told him to bring down the Christmas tree and he couldn't do it. Those of you who are watching, maybe you work for DHR. That was a joke. I'm kidding. I didn't really do that. But uh, that, that thing, you know, you get it out uh, sort of dangling over the, the, the hole and you're going down the ladder and you tilt it and most of its weight still on the top uh, on, in the attic. And then there comes that point of no return, right? Yep. Um, the, the point where your life is at its most tenuous and when the weight shifts and it begins sliding. And so you've got to make sure it's like a form tackle. You want most of your frame um, sort of on a, on a parallel line, uh, not targeting, but, but close with the Christmas tree so that you can uh, back down slowly. Because if you are upright and you see what you're hitting, uh, you will do backflips all the so way So what is Jen doing during all of this? Mostly laughing. Um, yeah, mostly gotcha. laughing would be... Uh, hey, for being Noah, laughing. you know what would help him in this process is a second hole in like uh, another hole in the attic like, like maybe it leads into the garage. Yes, yes. Well, folks, it's about time to do uh, performance evaluations for the staff. And uh, so we're going to have to leave it here um, because uh, Taylor and I need to have a conversation. What he's referring to was uh, just a few weeks ago, um, while up in the attic because of fall decorations, not Christmas decorations. Um, I was worried about the ventilation uh, in the, the ceiling. And so I, uh, I created a... a perfectly engineered triangular ventilation sunlight uh no not quite sunlight just more attic light 
Um, but I found that, uh, that, uh, that a size 10 A6 tennis shoe, um, when put in just the right place, will actually create the, uh, the size hole that was needed. Um, I blame whoever laid out the decking in the attic. It's all their fault. Um, I was trying to serve my wife as Christ serves the church and gives himself up for her. I tried to give myself up for her, uh, but unfortunately, I only made it uh, shin deep uh, through the ceiling in the attic. And so, Did your wife flinch before your eyes? Mm, it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. To quote Dory. Uh, it didn't flash before my eyes, but I did see red for a few minutes. Um, thankfully restrained the anger. The Lord intervened. I didn't say anything that uh, I would regret or would cause my children to need to go to therapy. Uh, so I consider that a win all the way around. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you, Taylor, for allowing me you to share welcome. this uh, with our church. All right. So last thing, white Christmas or no white Christmas? Do you want it? Do you want to wake up on Christmas morning and, you know, and snow be everywhere? Do you, do you want a white Christmas? Noah. Yes. Uh, so I grew up in Phoenix City. I talked with Taylor about this earlier this week. I mean, he grew up in Scottsboro, where apparently it's just common to get, you know, six feet of snow every winter. But I grew up right here in Phoenix City where I think I've seen maybe three or four good snow days in my life, um, which means that in the event we do get a snowy day, especially on Christmas, I am like a child who's never seen snow before, <laughs> finding things to sled with, trying to learn how to drive on ice, throwing yeah. snowballs at my wife until she yells at me. Absolutely. I will take a snow day any day I can get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up not very far from, from Taylor, about 35 minutes, uh, and uh, snow was not all that common. Uh, it did happen, but not enough uh, for it to lose its, its magical appeal. So, yeah, I'm all for a white Christmas. Um, I need, you know, Christmas, I want to be holed up in the house anyways. I don't want to be traveling, um, and anything that will give me an excuse not to have to do that I think is wonderful. I, it snowed right after um, – no, right before our son was born. Uh, he was born in January. It snowed uh, right before that, and uh, we had a blast sledding and doing all those things right around Christmas time, right after. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Taylor? Oh, without a doubt. As long as I'm stocked up on my milk and bread, uh, I mean, let it come by the pound. Absolutely. So, if we get a good snow day, we're going to have to record some staff uh, sled tricks. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Ramps in our front yards. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. You just don't, if it's yellow, you don't want to eat it. How deep is our pulpit supply list? Because if we do that, somebody's breaking something. Yeah, it's okay. We'll just, we'll wheel whoever's preaching up on stage. Um, so that's what wireless mics are made for. All right. So thank you for joining us. We'll let you go at that. Uh, but we'll see you again in two weeks. Until then, God bless you. We love you. Stay safe.